Hello and welcome to another episode of the Christian Information Podcast. Um, over the past few weeks, we've been doing um, a few different things, um, looking at identity, um, and out of that kind of came this conversation that I'm excited to break into today around authenticity. Uh, today, I'm joined by Andrew Rutten and Raven Daniel. The goal of the Christian Information Podcast is to connect the story of God with the story of man. We believe that God's story informs our story, and today we um, we want to see how God's story informs um, authenticity. I think in our world today, there's generations who really value authenticity, and there's something in there for us. To that end, uh, let's dive into this conversation. So last week, this kind of came up because we were talking about our identity podcast. And at the end of it, I don't know how we got onto the topic of authenticity. Do you guys remember? I think we were all perplexed about who we were and not knowing who we were. Maybe, I don't know. At least for me, <laughs> like, what is authenticity? If, you know, if your identity is just to be who you are, who mm -hmm. are you? How do you be who you are? Yeah. And I think coming from the virtue signaling thing too, after that was, was just an interesting, you know, we're trying to wrestle through, is that okay? Is it like good to say these things? Maybe you're not living them. And, and so, yeah, when we're talking identity and we're talking standing up for things or signaling virtues, but maybe not virtuous living, it just started to wrestle. Cause I think authenticity is a couple of things. One, something that is like prevalent in certain generations and prevalent in our world. We like kind of strive for authenticity. Um, I would say to our church, uh, as we've had like guests at different point or new people come, people have said that we're an authentic church. And while I think that's great, I don't always know exactly what they mean. So we're kind of mm -hmm. talking about identity and all this stuff. And so I think it just started this question of what does it actually look like to be authentic? And what is authenticity? What should that actually be or mean for us? Yeah. Mm. When are times where you all have experienced authentic people? or authentic settings. And maybe we should define it first. Ooh. Like if I define authenticity as true to one's own personality, spirit, or character, when have you experienced that? Should I name drop the people that I don't feel are authentic <laughs> or the opposite of that? <laughs> start with the uh, No, so I feel like, um, so there's, there's a guy that uh, I've just hung out with a couple times over the last couple weeks. And um, there's just this like, there's a genuine nature to him in where it just doesn't feel like he's wearing like any sort of mask or like trying to portray that he mm -hmm. is something like he's, it, it feels like, you know how sometimes you'll talk to people and they kind of will sense they know what you want them to say, or kind of like they, you, they kind of know who you are. And so they kind of say things that maybe you'll like or something like that. And I feel like with this guy, he just doesn't do that. He just like very honestly just mm. says what he thinks or feels and I'm not exactly sure that's the wholeness of authenticity, but right in my mind, that's the first person that comes to mind of there just doesn't seem to be a filter. It's mm -hmm. just like, this is what I think and feel. And it may sound weird or bad or goofy or whatever, but that's just what I think and feel. And so he just says it. And so, yeah, I think that's the, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of authentic is just maybe a lack of a filter for what I want to maybe hear or what would look good in a conversation. Mm. It just says what it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think along with that, I mean, so I think a lot um, in terms of art and uh, human like creations. And so um, the way I see this actually is interesting. Uh, I think I see this in our architecture. Um, so like uh, this desire, at least. So, I mean, even in our we're sitting in an office that is largely um, 
white walled <laughs> and we have like very simple furniture that is like you know there's no like facade there's no fabric on it really and the fabric that we do have is beige and neutral mm. <laughs> yeah. you know and so like sounds compelling in our <laughs> in our architecture right we have this thing or even uh in more recent phenomena although this is a dying trend thankfully praise the lord <laughs> um palette walls right this mm. like this idea of uh something being what it is and like putting it on display right uh but palettes generally are like tools you know <laughs> like they're not like <laughs> so like this uh i see it in architecture right like this mm. desire for the real thing or things to just be what they are and yeah. nothing more nothing less yeah no that's good i think i think about it a lot with social media because i hear people say oh just be your authentic self be real i really like this person because she's authentic and normally that means kind of like what you were saying andrew just that idea of being unfiltered and as you were saying Gabe too just being what that person is and who that person is but what's funny that I found is that people don't want people to be truly truly authentic if someone's talking about the struggles in her life okay that's great but if there's no positivity or light at the end of the tunnel or it's just kind of something that keeps droning on people don't want to follow that and For so sure. people want this authenticity that they talk about or this connection to one's own personality or spirit that's true and that's real and that connects with them but they also don't want it to be like that all the time it feels like mm. so I don't know and it was interesting what you're saying with architecture too because if I'm thinking about palette walls or just things being the way they're naturally supposed to be why is that why do we want things to be their natural selves <laughs> but at the same time our society prizes aesthetics and things looking beautiful and being painted over and changed I think with people and with architecture too yeah it's true in the same way we don't want the palette right from underneath the manure mm -hmm. that was on it yeah <laughs> you know, we want like a different palette that's more like clean so it is kind of a weird thing yeah so i definitely see that um sorry uh, can you ask your question one more time yeah so if you think about people and you think about our society too and how we want kind of this picturesque perfect life but at the same time we want people to be, quote, authentic and real and talk about their struggles. Why do we have this weird tension between both? That's a good question. As you're saying that, I'm thinking of even so, again, like think of uh, aesthetics or like decorating a house. There's like kind of a, a movement to you want something new, but you but a lot of people like the like rustic look of it. So even mm -hmm. with the palettes or Shabby something. Chic. Yeah, so you <laughs> want like something that looks worn and old, mm -hmm. but you want it to be new. Yeah. And so there's this like little bit of I mean that's really not authentic then or even like with the palette mm -hmm. example. Or even so if you just think of people, like the social media thing, there is that like I and it, maybe you would say you mentioned the idea of like connecting with something. So like mm -hmm. somebody you want to like make this connection with an authentic person or something but you don't want them to be who you're not. Like you want them to yeah. authentically be something that you can connect with. Is that kind of what you're mm -hmm. feeling or sensing with that? Yeah, I think that you want that person. So normally it's with famous people, I feel like, rather than anyone. Oh, and yeah. you go, okay, this person has this picture-perfect looking life, but he or she says, oh, I'm actually not perfect. I have this and this and this wrong. But if they were to continue to talk about all of their struggles and problems in a way that just kind of feels a negative or like they're stuck in it, you want some hope, I feel like, to the end of the story. Mm. And maybe that's just me, but I feel like that's totally. what I normally see. Or 
it's normally though from people that are famous or people that seem to have their lives together but then they show this quote authentic side and they show that they have struggles and then you think oh they can Mm. connect to me so you sent a couple articles talking about generation z and their like fascination with authenticity is that right Mm -hmm. okay is that like a do you guys think, is that like a response to something? So a lot of generations, like we mm. respond to maybe one or two generations in the past and things we didn't like. It, so if, if there's a fascination with, and that's your age range, or what's like yep. the age range of Generation Z? Generation Z, I think is from, there's kind of a debate about it, but it's 1996 to 2010 or 2007-ish around that area. Okay, so that's a lot of... High school, well, even less than high school. So 10-year-olds till 26-year-olds, basically. So if that's kind of the younger population coming up, and this is a, a fascination, is this idea of authenticity or something that's a huge value. Do you guys think, is that a response to something over the 20 years before that or their parents' generation? I think if I'm thinking about my grandparents and my parents' generation, I think about, especially with grandparents, no one outside of the family knows your struggle or your business. And I was actually talking to my grandma a little bit about this, and she goes, no, it was just something where we don't share what's going on or what's happening. Even within our own family, if there are problems, we don't talk about them. Everything's perfect. You smile. It's okay. And again, she didn't say that blatantly because, again, that would even admit that there are problems. Mm. And then whereas my parents' generation, it's kind of a similar thing of to the outside world, everything looks like it's put together. But then inside the family, we actually would talk about those problems. Mm. And again, this isn't for everyone probably, but I think growing up in Westo in a great neighborhood, most of the time you didn't hear about other people's struggles or problems. And so I feel like with the rise of YouTube, with the rise of social media, you're interacting with more people. And so you want to know that people have lives like yours. And I feel like it's almost like an addiction. You know, you hear about, oh, this person looks like he or she has a perfect life but they don't and it's kind of funny and this person makes jokes about it too, Mm. but that's the reality that I'm living. So let me listen to that and look at that. Yeah. I think that could be, especially because social media is like uh, weird because it's global, but it's also personal, you know, Mm. Um, because yeah, it's like by the nature of it, you you can send a text just as easy as you can a tweet. And um, yeah. So maybe Mm. that's part of it. Our, products and our the way our parents maybe handled their uh you know like their issues um it's like a revolt against that or something i don't know so can you go back to the what was the definition that you had for authenticity yeah true to one's own personality spirit or character okay so would you guys say is that good so if we think specifically for the church if we're thinking about for christians that because that's not a christian definition that's just a general definition for authenticity is that something we should strive after? Is that something to reject or that's just a cultural phenomenon, but not something (laughs) that the church should uh, embrace? What do you guys think? I think that, well, if our true selves are now in Christ, then our true self should look different. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking about how I interact with you all is much different than how I would interact with my roommates but does that make me any less true to myself or authentic? Yes, I have a filter with different people, but is that less authentic? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so, but uh, I mean, by that definition, I mean, I don't think so. I think like there's appropriate 
there's like different ways to be right just like um if you go to a fancy restaurant you might wear something different than you do mm. when you're going to the taco bell drive through at 4 a.m right you know no i mean that's like one example or if you're going to work out you might wear something different than you wear to like a business meeting mm-hmm or maybe you work in a business that's athletic clothes, which then maybe that might <laughs> not work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, would you say in, in that example between your roommates and the people you work with, is there one that you feel like is more your true self? Like, are you not yourself in one of those settings? I think I would say that I probably am more comfortable in one setting. You have different comfort levels, and so that probably makes you act a little bit different. But I wouldn't say that I'm not my true self at work. And I'm not my true self at home. I feel like I'm my true self in every scenario. But you have different roles and responsibilities that society places on you. Hmm. Yeah, we had a staff training a year or two ago. And somebody came in and they were talking about um, masks that we wear sometimes in, in different settings with different people or different environments. And I think this push for authenticity, we kind of get the sense that anytime you wear, you know, and uh, figurative mask like anytime you kind of shift a little bit in your personality how you talk or whatever is bad but he was arguing basically that that's just I mean that's just kind of the way life is kind of what you were saying Gabe of it, so if you think when you go into the workplace you whether you're a boss or you're an employee whether you're a teammate whatever it is you have to function within that societal structure to make the thing work. And so there's going to be certain things that you say and don't say because it's appropriate for a work environment. I don't necessarily think that means you're not being authentic. You're being who you are within the confines of that social mm-hmm. like dynamic and that structure. When you're at home with your roommates or your family or whatever, there's going to be different. Like I shouldn't treat my wife the same way that I treat a coworker or an employee or a boss or something mm-hmm. like just the different relational structures. I don't have to necessarily change who I am, but I am a different person. Or like when I when I go home, I'm a dad to Jet, and I I shouldn't treat him like an employee per se. Like there's just there's different relationships that I have, and so those relationships don't mean I have to be something completely different. But that societal structure, that relational structure, does require a little bit different um, type of me that I need to kind of be in that setting. So. So yeah, I think that it's I think the push for authenticity is not a bad thing, but if we take that to the to the end of you you just are who you are, however you are, and to be authentic means you have to be the same person always. I don't mm-hmm. think probably is practical within social structures that we have. Yeah. So if you think about your friend that you're talking about who doesn't really have a filter, is super fun and easy to talk to. Would that be something that everyone should strive to have or strive to be? My first thought is no. I think there's something unique about him. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's just who he is. And that's not necessarily how every person is wired. And and so even just in his personality, I think that just comes out and it would it wouldn't be everybody's personality. So I think that's in part of where there is like a a genuine um, honesty in him and just this just the way that he's wired um, that's not true for everybody. And while I, I mean, we should strive to be honest and stuff, but there's going to be downfalls to that because in certain social structures where he maybe needs to be a little bit like he needs to kind of put on the hat of a dad or husband or boss or whatever. And if you don't do that 
that's not going to help that mm. social structure actually work. So his downside is going to be he's very, very honest, but he's going to have to figure out how to like basically bolt on the need of the moment sometimes yeah. where other people are going to probably always be looking at that and where they'll need to kind of come back a little bit and allow their true self to come out and not just be the cookie cutter form mm -hmm. of a boss or a dad or a whatever. And so, so I think that, yeah, it just kind of depends on each person's going to be a little bit different and we got to kind of get to the middle where we are letting ourself come out, but, but in the appropriate setting. Mm -hmm. hmm. So then what does that look like? So if I'm talking to someone and someone asks me, Raven, what do you think it means to be authentic and how do I be authentic? How would you essentially coach someone in being their true self? How do they find that middle? if authenticity is defined as true to one's own personality, spirit, or character? I mean, going off that definition, I would work with truth because I think truth is uh, is important, right? So if you want to be true to yourself, it's be true about all of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, which, I mean, to, to take this and put it in a, a less personal example, like when corporations, uh, you know, they want to be true to themselves and so they like, uh, they hop on like um or they want to be received well, they hop on like a, what they call like a, a greenwashing. Have you heard of greenwashing? Mm -mm. It's when a organization maybe like doesn't have really ethical practices, but they make it look as though they do. So they take, you know, they have like brown packaging mm. because it looks like earthy or whatever. That's called yeah. like greenwashing, mm. um, which is the opposite of actually being true to yourself. And I think in the, in the scriptures, there's a similar thing where Jesus talks to the Pharisees and he says that they're, whitewashing they're like whitewashed tombs like they're beautiful on the outside but inside they um you know they're full of bad things and i think for us like sometimes when we want to be authentic um we want to we want the the new looking shabby chic hmm. you know light fixture from lowe's but we don't actually want to have some like we don't want to deal with like the mess of you know who who we actually are inside hmm. you know yeah and so i think being authentic um is yeah being honest not only about like your foibles but also like your good things right because mm -hmm. i think um uh, being honest about our foibles is like a a thing now right you see it on instagram you see mm -hmm. it on all these things um and like being honest about the good things that god has given you is also just as important yeah um so i think that's yeah the truth will set you free like mm -hmm. you know being true about who you actually are. Um, but that also implies that you know who you are. And mm. so it, um, it, it needs someone to like sort of speak into it, which is maybe counterintuitive, but I think that's how the world was built mm. is that to actually know who you are, you have to have someone outside of yourself help you see who you are. I think that's really good. And it also reminds you that feel like all of our desires to be truly loved and truly known and Christ truly loves and truly knows us. But again, that's not up to ourselves to really understand who we are, but also having accountability, other believers, and also reading scripture to say, who am I? And read it and realize, okay, yeah, I'm a child mm. of God. This is my identity. Yeah. And the same person that Andrew brought in to, um, to speak, who was talking about masks, he had this really helpful question, and I think it's a helpful question if you're bold enough to ask it to a friend, mm. um, is uh, to ask someone you trust, like, how they experience you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> because Dang. the thing is, like, you might have a way that you feel you are, mm -hmm. but that's not how everyone 
experiences you like um yeah even asking like that question to people like i've i viewed myself as maybe like productive or like you know helpfully productive but other people just viewed me as like busy and like hmm. nose down you know um which is that's not how i i want to be and so now i'm re- you have to wrestle with like what how you think you are and what people actually see you as hmm. and like what is actually true and beautiful yeah wow which is a few layers is like kind of deep you know yeah because i think there would be a huge cognitive dissonance if you're going wow i feel really helpful and productive and other people are going you just look busy and yeah. unapproachable you're just like a micromanager like i'm mm. helpful you're a micromanager <laughs> 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 I mean, that's not what anyone said to me but yeah. i'm saying like that you know those could be like yeah mm. and so yeah to be authentic means to be vulnerable and to be vulnerable is to actually let others speak in yeah yeah, I do think that's a good question and just mm-hmm. a, a good thing because I, th- I do think maybe when we think of authenticity, it is a very individual, personal thing always. And so I do think we maybe miss the like relational and communal element to either actually being able to know yourself or being yourself is not just an individual thing, but it does have like relational impacts. So I think that that question is super helpful to figure out because even I mean, we're even yeah, we have blind spots like you're just mentioning on on who we think we are or who we're trying to be and who we are actually like from the outside, who people are actually perceiving us to be or experiencing Mm -hmm. us to be. And so I think that is a really good question if you're trying to kind of seek out like in some of these key relationships. And I think it's helpful that you mentioned that is a good question to ask for people that you trust that Mm -hmm. will one, not just be like cruel or mean to you or have a vendetta (laughs) that they want to throw out or two that are just your biggest fans and they'll never say anything like, against what you really are like mm-hmm. you need to find some people that love you and that are honest with you and just say like when you're doing these things this is how like I experienced this and I think that'll help us start to frame how you actually look but I do think the the other key thing is the idea of truth and knowing um, especially for Christians that that the idea of I, I think maybe even the the wording of that like just be your true self I think is a, a wording that we hear outside of the church a lot and so maybe Christians can like get scared of that and be like, no, 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 you know, we don't mm-hmm. like that. But I think we can take that and say as Christians, our true self is a new creation in Christ or, or we are united to Christ. And so uh, Ephesians talks a lot about this. Like we have this new self that we basically have to learn how to live into. And so for Christians, don't be afraid to know the truth or seek out who we truly are in Christ and, and then actually live out of that. And, and Paul talks about they were commanded by this um, law of love, the the law of Christ is a law of love. And so that we should be a people that authentically really are a people of love if we're a people of Christ. Mm-hmm. You, you can't know Christ or be more like Christ and be less loving. And so I think in some ways that may look different. But again, that's where m- me loving in different situations or me being a um, a, a loving version of who I am in different relational settings will look different but they can still have that like foundation of love and care, um, generosity and goodness and, and all the other fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think the relational piece is huge. And the and as Christians, knowing um, that who you are uniquely in Christ is the most authentic form of yourself. And so actually knowing him and knowing mm-hmm. who you are in him will be like the way to start finding out how you can authentically live in relationships or in life. 
Thank you for joining us. I hope you found this useful in some way. If you have any comments or concerns, please feel free to email us at formation at providenceomaha.org. Um, as always, our, our goal is to connect the story of God with the story of humankind. You know, we believe there's a divine interface in between those two who is Jesus, and we want his way to inform all of our life. And so if God has done anything in your life, if he's stirred anything in your heart, would you, uh, would you let us know about it? We'd love to hear that. Talk to you soon.